people. Keep you know, the cap on. When you it. got the vest on, you look. If if I didn't see the Sun Country logo, you look as if you're a a detective of some type. Yeah, food detective. Yes, where is this garlic smell from? This is from the soup from my outrage. God damn it. How was that uh, the drive? Was the scent good to and from Tattersall? I can't. What are you doing after the I, uh, show? I Today? Yeah. Nothing. Well, after we shut everything down, let's have yeah. that have a meeting then. Because I, I don't think I'm down with that. Why did Byron Buxton tweet, let's go, Johnny? Did they sign anybody? Not that I'm aware of, but... I haven't. Uh, I was hoping for an extravaganza. Extravaganza. We could do that too. Well, we'd have to bring in. Uh, that was my other thought. Can we find the people we've had over the years at the fair that got some guy to play spoons? Maybe a barbershop quartet, uh, a ventriloquist. All right, uh, let's, let's let's save it. Let's uh, save it for the meeting. Ventriloquist. How about a mime. <laughs> Mimes are good. Yeah, because they don't make a lot of noise. Right. <laughs> Railway map of Antarctica. What? I didn't know they had a train. I didn't either. Oh, this <laughs> it's a it's a bit. It's things that don't exist. Uh, yeah. Boy, I'm a sucker for that stuff, man. I'll tell you what. Well, you probably just read the headline and moved on. So I want to do this thing. Just a sucker in general. Just a sucker in general, exactly. Brooke, you get set up. Isn't that a song? We're gonna need to get going. You got it right today, bro? No, I gotta do a thing here. Yankee sign Tommy Kingley? What? I got a sign certificates today. How many? That's tough, man. My hand, my, you know, Bob Dylan. Oh, crap. Have uh, Matthew sign a few. Your mouse is effed up. What did you do with Holcomb's art? Did you take it home? Holcomb's no, I thought you did. You had it there. Oh, Christ. Here we not. go. You're kidding me. Jesus Christ. What? Holcomb brought in this magnificent art yesterday. I knew I should have called you. You <laughs> fell for that one, didn't he? I really did. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Joe. That is sad. He jumped. He jumped into the boat. Yeah. You took you you guys talk about me having a hook in my mouth. How about that one? Wow. Saw that one coming up highway 61. He brought in all of the originals. We can we can have them as door prizes. No, I locked them up in. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know what to do here. What'd you do to this thing? It <laughs> fell on the floor. Ooh. Call the mouse department. It fell on the floor. It can't be. Oh yeah, you had a battery fall out here. Bro. But there's no, there is no battery. battery. There is battery. Well then, where is it? Well, find one. Who is it? Who it is? Who they? What kind of battery? A nine volt? <laughs> Oh, what is this piece of crap? Why do they keep get the battery department down here? Where is the ba- oh, I need to. Oh, Robin in the seven hoods. The real. Oh, cool. They just say, just go get your driver's license. How about yep. just drop it? This was this was intended for post 9-11, right? Yeah. How many how many years ago was that? Well, we're only 22 years behind. <laughs> it's extended until May 7th, 2025. I think I got one, don't I? 
Yeah, I do too. Uh, you just all you do is go get your when you redo your license, or just show them your passport. Show me Wasn't your passport. Sinatra baby. in this one, John? Yes, the original. Yeah. yeah. I have that in a box set somewhere. Uh, I got that I for some reason. Enhanced box set. I Somebody's going to jump uh, out of this case and kill somebody, right? It's <laughs> the very beginning. I don't recall. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Pretty sure somebody comes out of the cake. Oh, no. Reeves, what you did. Okay. Doesn't Angie Dickinson or somebody come out of the cake? The problem gets rectified. You must have some type of magical powers. I love when a guy gets hit by 30 bullets and doesn't bleed at all. All right. Yeah, I love all the old movies where the guys get shot and they fall dead. No blood. What's the deal here? I don't know. I called Weber and all of a sudden the light came on. I'm like, what the? Magic. Weber is good. What is that, John? What do you got there? That's the Rat Pack collection. Oh, neat. Robin and the Seven Hoods is in there. Uh, and Ocean's Eleven. They, Ocean's Eleven, right? What and else? And a cowboy movie, uh, Four for Texas. Oh, Sinatra, oh, Dean that. Martin. It is hit safe. Three Stooges. What? Oh, I have seen that. That's with uh, Sleepy Joe or whatever his name is, Knucklehead Joe. Knucklehead Joe. I don't know that I remember it. From the early sixties. Obviously, I should watch it again, huh? 1963. Friday the 23rd, we yes. are going to do a show, correct? Yes, we yes. are. F and right, we are. Yes. Rook's birthday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I guess we, we're <laughs> obligated. <laughs> we're obligated, yeah. Only if you bring in stuffing, you asshole. Yeah, I didn't bring in Wow. Stuff, did I? Well, we were gone all week. That's Normally true. I would No, have. that's true. That's a good point. You had Could you drive, drive some up to my house, too, then? If you're going to yeah, bring some Johnny. Why don't you yeah, and Kenny. Ass and come in oh, here. John, Kenny, too. Get off your ass and jam. Hey, oh, let's go. What what is keeping you from coming in that week? What week? <laughs> the week of Christmas or the, the week, week before? The New Year's. Johnny, if do you don't a, come in, we might have to. We're going to do shows on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So 27, 28, 29. There you go. Why why would you want me to come in? No, he means why could you do the show? Never mind. It's yeah, I can do the show. Yeah, that's no Christmas problem. and New Year's. Yeah, Christmas yeah, and New we, Year's. We yeah. always take off, and all the clients. No, I'm not here. Will be here. Hell no. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm not. Not just no either. No. So be me, rookie in height. What's wrong with you, anyway? Well, look at the numbers from Thanksgiving. Oh, God. Big deal. We got to have a life. Well, go have your life out in the woods, you killed <laughs> Yeah, but those couple of days leading up, that's when the Kenny's in the best mood ever. <laughs> when he knows he's going to be off crack. for a week. <laughs> uh, God, is that why I'm so crabby, Reavers? I think so. You should be my shrink. I know. I'll, I I'll just send you a check for 125 bucks. Well, you got to choose. Actually, sure. just you only made 100 so why don't you just send that I to me? Crack. You didn't even make enough last week to cover that. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. you know what? Let no, God, no. Sure. yeah, yeah. Not wait, no. wait till the wait till the meeting. Wait till the meeting. Yeah. Um, Joe, you're looking for ads, and I'm going to tell you right now that on December sixth, you are going to have Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. You are going to have EcoFun Motorsports. You are going to have Eckberg Lammers, and you are going to have Gator Magnetics. Kenny, go ahead, jackass. <laughs> you are gonna have Maple Grove Lock and Save. Why do we bother? Why do we bother? Why do we bother? <laughs> because it's love. Okay, it's Christmas on Sunday. It sure as hell is, Chris. Uh, Kenny, Maple Grove and a DK, and I do have that one on in the can. But if you want to do it live, did the NFL always play Christmas Eve night? No, that's just a new thing. Well, recently, that's I agree. But are the bikes on Christmas Eve night? I gotta watch no, the they're bass from Rome. I like that. That is fun. I, I agree with you. That's cool. That's fun. I know what you mean. Festive. Festive. Sorry. Wow. Is hey, that, up, is that Latin? That is Latin. Latinx. That's Latinx. Oh Joe, by the way. After further research on uh, the 1619, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I yeah, I know you, I know you knew you were, but you were being nice to me. You should have been no, a you knew you were stricter with me. Ken, are you going to do DK Live, or do you want me to run the can one? And then there's a reason I'm asking. That's in the can. Okay. Is Prince Albert still in the can? <laughs> Rook? No. You, sir, I need a spiral light candle. You think it, Pavlov thought about feeding his dog every time he heard the bell ring? I don't get it. Johnny Rivertown. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got, I got it, you know. Quite right. It's Stephen Wright's birthday, and there's so many funny Stephen oh, Wright lines I saw on Twitter. God almighty. Did you guys see, speaking of that, did you guys see the big bird take off with Prince William in it? That is a big old plane, man. What are you talking about? Prince William was here with his beloved. Does Stephen C. have a swing in Oregon? Hey, now. But that keyboard he uses, I bet you he could. He could get an organ out of that, yeah. Just get any sound. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Wurlitzer or whatever. Or uh, what am I thinking of? A Hammond? Hammond B3. Blues B3. With the changes is now it's is he in studio oh, or something? Did you guys tell me this? What did you guys call me for last week? Remember? Oh, I did. He's going to be in studio, or well, we'd love to have him in studio with you in the week also prior in to Christmas. Got it. At the twenty third, would be a great day to do it. Boom. There you and go. And then uh, John, if you could get here, yeah, just let me know what day. Yeah, Friday. Friday. Give, give, me, stamp. give me some advance notice, though. Remember, I'm a one car family now, so. Do you still have a rig down there, John? No, I took everything home. Yeah. Rattle, rattle. I just bring it in. You're a one car family. I'm a one car family. Well, he works from buying guitars. You get another car. Guitars are good for you. Guitars, they make you you healthy. Healthy. Happy. I had John's position. I'd probably be the same way. John works from home. Well, I work from home, and my wife works a mile away from home. 
So yeah. you ought to go yeah. to EcoFund, get her a scooter. She wants one, actually, <laughs> strangely <funny>. enough. <laughs> Joe's not funny. laughing. I don't think Joe was joking, Chris, and you laughed. Is, does, she have a, does she have experience? Has she ridden before? Oh, scooters you're talking about. No. She, wow. <laughs> she, she hasn't. Jesus, John, you're talking about pump. your bride. That's our, <laughs> That's our job. That's our job. Joe, are you ready? Wait, did I save Josh? I have a song today, fellas. Just good. so you know. Oh, good. Wait, does it make fun of me? It doesn't. Uh, it's not controversial at all. I have a, one later this week that is controversial. So Good, good. Joe, <laughs> oh, you ready? Remind me to bring up Dawn in our meeting. Okay. I got, I'm taking notes. I got a lot of things we got to talk about at the meeting, apparently. Don McLean, the new mayor of Garage Logic. What's your new role <laughs> at 107 now? You'd knock your shit off, you dummies. It'd be awesome. Wait, she has a new job? She'd be just well, like they you. they shake everything up? Yeah. Home? She oh, did? And it's going to be the Bradley and Dawn experience. I just they, saw Colleen yesterday. They room. wanted to call it BDSM. Um, they had Bradley and Don something. <laughs> oh, that's something. brilliant! But uh, that got voted. BDSM me. It's a. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez! Really? A, we'll explain it, it to you when we're not it's recording. A deal. It's well, a SM, deal. I know. He's still, tr- something. he's still trying to figure out what DMSR <laughs> is by print. Wait a I, Kenny, what seriously, I just saw Colleen yesterday. Dance, when did she quit? I think her last day is this Friday. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Dawn's first day with um, um, Bradley is... Um, are they going to be out at the same time? We told oh. you we were going to be recording Krabby at 9.30. Now. Yeah, that's good for you, Chris. Starting next week. Sweet. Starting the 14th. Yeah. Just, well, her, her mom is in assisted living, and she's... Don't, drinking, no, drinking no, 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 no. I, I don't think that's public. Oh. Who's going to produce Brad the morning Loney's show? Hardware and Garden Stores. We not um uh, oh yeah um holly holly roberts holly d oh okay who by the way is a drummer and from no, really sounds like she's accomplished she's so cool extremely unfriendly no she's just shy no no she's not unfriendly no, she's in the really least cool. bit she's really she cool is awesome that yeah. woman has never said hi to me in her life and how that's many because times you're, you're a said creep hi. You're, a, you're a jackass to <laughs> she's you're a creep. who is your drink to Holly, 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 oh, Holly, Holly D. Robbins. Holly's yeah, awesome. Nice. Yeah, she's just quiet. She's just. Quiet. I like Holly because when you walk in, she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she said on the air last week they had a big on uh, on air pronouncement. She goes, "I'm like the station bicycle. People just ride me all over." <laughs> <laughs> what a great line! I told her I'm stealing that <laughs> <Yeah>. one, Holly. <laughs> I see Joe got a hold of the thermostat again. Hot in there, is it? Okay, Joe, you ready? No. Joe went to sleep. Bradaloni's Hardware. Joe, rolling. Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 975, December 6, 2022. And I need some trumpet music, some uh, fanfare, that kind of thing. I need a little fanfare. You have to give me a second. Just a little pre show meeting would, uh, you know. I forgot. You know. Oh, it can't you be know. that difficult. You know. My button bar. Here, I got it. Oh, you don't. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rook. I got it. Matthew, are you in today? As far as you know. <laughs> 63 degrees on this day in 1939. That's the last 
appearance of a 60 for this year. Uh, 19 below on this day in 1972. Now, as soon as Feb 15, we could hit 60 again. The first 60 that ever showed up on the calendar was 63 degrees on Feb 15, 1921. So somebody else can do the math about how many days we are between. Well, John thinks there's 31 days in November, so don't ask. <laughs> okay. Thanks. So how many days are we between 60s? Uh, the rest of this month, 15, 31, 16. that's 30, that's 47, and whatever's left of this month, 53, 47. So that's not much. And for a 21st year, it's it's just wonderful news. So, uh, yeah, you're inching close. 72 days. We're 72 days between 60s here in the great Northland. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Uh, Scott Mature out in Montana uh, linked me to a piece from a site called Montana Talks. Okay. And uh, according to David Veneer, a senior research scientist at the Climate Research Unit of the University of East Anglia, within a few years, winter snowfall will become a very rare and exciting event. He said that in the year 2000. He actually went on to say the kids would not know what snow was. 22 years later, uh, Montana has broken records. Matura has shoveled for the 10th time. Wow. And the uh, snow has exceeded all climate change hysteria activism. Okay. Where's Matura at? Bozeman? Bozeman or Billings. Mind your business, Bill. Right. <laughs> Just thought I'd add that. Okay. Good stuff, Joe. I might as well get to the... Uh, I, uh, Don't bury the lead. I'm not going to bury the lead. <laughs> and I verified this. For, uh, I finally settled on a piece from Spiked, which is a great site in the UK for great writing and uh, great reporting. And <clears throat> I hesitate to do this, but I feel I owe it to you. <clears throat> and I really do hesitate to do this because I can guarantee you it will be coming here. There's a county in England called Oxfordshire. Sure. Oxfordshire. It's between London and Birmingham. Birmingham. Birmingham, yes. Birmingham, yes. A uh, couple hundred thousand people. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, in other words, it's north and west of London. And their uh, city council is ruled by the Labour and Green Party. The Labour Party, I believe, in England is the Liberal Party. Okay. And... Uh, most people will know Oxford as Britain's oldest seat of learning. Hmm. Like that was the first, not like, but that was the first school. But according to the Sunday Times, it is better known to its residents for its gridlock traffic. In past decades, town planners might have looked at this problem of high levels of congestion and drawn up plans for new and wider roads. But today's planners are gripped by an anti-car ideology. So this would be about the same size as Ramsey County. Yeah. 
roughly. Their focus is less on helping people get around than in reducing our use of cars by any means necessary. To this end, Oxfordshire County Council, which is run by Labour, the Liberal Democrats and the Green Party, wants to divide the city of Oxford into six 15-minute districts. Six 15-minute districts. In these districts, it is said, most household essentials will be accessible by a quarter of an hour walk or bicycle ride, and students, uh, sorry, residents will have no need for a car. Oh, my God. (laughs) On the surface, these 15-minute neighborhoods might sound pleasant and convenient, but there is a coercive edge. The council plans to cut car use and traffic congestion by placing strict rules on car journeys. Under the new proposals, if any of Oxford's 150,000 residents drives outside of their designated district more than 100 days a year, he and he or she could be fined. <laughs> There's going to wow. be fines and suspensions? Do not leave your allotted zone, at least most of the time, that is the policy. Or it could soon be after Oxfordshire County Council decides on the matter on 29 November. So I'm reading this a little late from Spike, but they've already decided this. Although there is public consultation that is still ongoing, the council is likely to overrule any objections from residents. Because what do we have to say about anything? Labor Councilor Duncan, Duncan Enright, cabinet member for travel and development, has already declared that the policy is going to happen Definitely. Wow. Run by Labor Administration, Oxford City Council takes a similar line. In local, its local plan 2040 places a strong emphasis upon the concept of the 15-minute city. Foremost in its vision and strategy, strategy is not residents, but the environment. Oxford, we learn, is a human-scale city. It has the potential to enable residents to live in a healthy and sustainable way, for example, because of the possibility of traveling by active modes. I'm hearing all the words I hear from our streets, Minneapolis, such as by bike and on foot, which is why it is such a sustainable location for development, including jobs and housing. The environment will be central to everything we do, clearly. Oxford City Council sees the 15-minute district concept as the key to the city's flourishing, not just lowering emissions of CO2 and particulates. So where did this 15-minute city concept come from? The answer is from an unholy mix of the UK Labor Party, the American plutocracy, the United Nations, and French academia. The concept of the 15-minute city was born with C40, shared today by London Mayor Sadiq Khan. C40 calls itself a network of mayors of nearly 100 world-leading cities collaborating to deliver the urgent action needed now to confront the climate crisis. There is no crisis. Central to the birth of the project was another former London mayor, Ken Livingstone. Livingstone was often explicit in his anti-car ideology. In 1999, shortly before coming mayor, Livingstone famously remarked, I hate cars. If I ever get power again, I'd ban the lot of them. Wow. (laughs) As mayor in 2005, Livingstone staged the first C20 climate change summit. Within a year, his initiative was backed by former U.S. President Bill Clinton's Charitable Foundation. Ah. 
In 2007, billionaire New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg hosted the second summit. By this point, the group had been renamed C40 as it featured 36 mayors for major global cities. The C40 mayors would later be invited to the UN's COP21 climate conference in Paris in 2015. The mayors basked in the green limelight, staking their claim as crucial voices in shaping and advocating a strong summit agreement. I think that was a paid gig. They got all expenses paid to get there. Mm -hmm. Significantly, it was at COP21 that Carlos Moreno, a professor at the Sorbonne in Paris, presented the idea of the 15-minute city. For Moreno, the concept was simple. Why does a noisy and polluted street need to be a noisy and polluted street? Moreno even sounds humanistic when he proclaims that cities must adapt to humans, not the other way around. Yet there is little pro-human about the concept and the fact that it took the COVID lockdowns to give the idea a boost. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is telling in this regard. Mm-hmm. The big moment for the 15-minute city came in 2020 when the Socialist Party candidate for mayor of Paris, Anne Hidalgo, won re-election. Much of her campaign was based around the 15-minute concept. As Politico noted earlier this year, Hidalgo's pitch was to turn the French capital into a city of proximity where children walk to school and residents know their local baker. Struck a chord at a time when COVID-19 lockdowns meant people were suddenly spending a lot of time in their own neighborhoods. Enthusiasm for the idea sparked similar campaigns in Dublin, Barcelona, Milan, and Lisbon. Hmm. Excuse me. Perfect help. Just last month, C40 announced partnership with the UN Habitat, Carlos Moreno, and the Danish property investor NREP, which manages 7 million square meters of real estate across Denmark, Finland, Sweden, Norway, and Poland. The project aims to fund a new green and thriving neighborhoods program deliver proof of concept for 15-minute city policies and empower cities around the globe to implement ambitious net zero and people-centered neighborhoods. Advocates like to present 15-minute cities as people-centered, but we should be skeptical of these claims given that they only seem to come from high-placed politicians, wealthy institutions, and out-of-touch academics. And it was only after lockdowns that the previously unthinkable idea of of confining people to their local areas for their greater good was able to gain currency. Hmm. Mm -hmm. As usual, it was ordinary. It is ordinary people who will suffer the costs of the 15 minute city, particularly urban car owners and families who regularly travel across town to visit relatives or friends or go to work. And we should not forget the needs of older citizens, those with disabilities and children, as well as the women who so often look after them. The many practical problems of the 15-minute city are easy to see. Advocates seem to have forgotten that simply bad weather can make a car indispensable. And as Oxford City Council concedes, while most of the city has very good accessibility to a center, there are clearly a few areas outside of this 15-minute walk. This means that residents will have to content themselves with local centers, though these have a much smaller range of facilities and are often slightly less connected by public transport. People-centered, hardly. 
So um, you're you're working on a, a, a shaft for an engine, and it needs a new bearing. And in order to get the bearing pounded onto the shaft, you'd have to travel over to, uh, I'd have to travel out to Blaine. See you. Well, there's a couple of reasons why that would not happen. There wouldn't be any shaft for me to work on or any bearings available right. because those are affectations of well white privilege of freedom. Oh. Well, Oxfordshire, uh, that's where Clarkson has a farm. Well, that's where he lives. And he better get out. And so I didn't hear you mention anything about lorries or tractors right? <laughs> or people that actually work in London. How are they going to commute Be on a daily basis? Because meatheads like this can't link. What's going to happen here? What is posed as a revival of Britain's green and pleasant land is, in fact, a coercive drive to put motorists on a leash. Those homes with a car will have to count how many times they use it to cross town. There will be permits, penalties, and almost certainly more ubiquitous surveillance. All of this just so that Oxford officialdom, which has declared a climate emergency, can claim to be achieving the council's net zero carbon Oxford vision by 2040. Won't they go broke? I mean, it, this, this sounds like it's financially uh, not feasible. Everyone will go broke except the elite who have enough to withstand this. Not for the first time or indeed the last, the net zero agenda seems to have taken far too much inspiration from those illiberal days of COVID lockdown. This was written by James Woodhusen, a visiting for professor of forecasting innovation at London's South Bank University. And Joe, this is over and above the new highway code that went into effect earlier this year, where virtually everybody has to yield to pedestrians and bicycles, right? Right. So this is over and above that. Yeah, but more importantly, there's shops that need supplies. There's restaurants that need chicken right. and beef. That's why and... I brought up lorries. Which is a truck, Rook. Yeah. I thought it was the name of a gal. Right. He knew in London. That was my old work wife. What's, what's taking place? This, this, oh, yeah. This, this madness that's taking place mm -hmm. is a refudiating of where we are today how can and this that not we apparently got here wrong and that we're smarter than you and we're going to tell you how it should be how can this not be met with violent protests well, how come I, they're not burning down the the, the government even centers? more so what i was going to say is isn't this just going to result in a lot of these people saying well we're moving we're not living here but is there any way to escape this in all of England? Well, or is there any way to escape this in any part of Western civilization? Yeah, that's the better question. Can't you, can you understand now why it was important to, to examine just who is the power behind something called One, yeah, our 100, streets, Minneapolis? 100%. Unfortunately, we're the only ones making noise on this. It's crazy. It's it's so unthinkable. It's, How unthinkable is it? It's that it's it blows your mind to think that they're processing this, that it's gotten this far. Mm -hmm. But you're right, Such, and you mentioned it. This is the final goal um, of our streets. Right. You would think in this country. It will be met with protests. 
And when I say in this country, I'm afraid it is coming here inevitably. Think of all the driving cities there are where you have to drive. Minneapolis, one of them, Los Angeles. Even more so, think of all the manufacturers. Dallas. Think of how big General Motors is, Ford, Chrysler. Oh, they're already on board with with this new. Oh, they caved instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but these people are not talking about making electric cars. They're talking about getting rid of all the cars. Right. And then you keep adding nothing but common sense you keep saying well what about getting the beans to the store and right. what about well all of that horseback is, well all of that yeah. is thought yeah. to be the problem what do you mean we oh uh, because we consume we're consumers the, the the people in the failed academy in the elites in the political academy have got themselves believing that the structures that resulted in us living the lives we do, which is a life of plenty and prosperity Mm -hmm. uh, in this country, the poorest people are wealthy compared to the standards around the globe. Yes. The structures and policies that got us this to this point are unfair, patriarchal, uh, white elitist and must be disbanded. Uh, and they're hiding behind the idea that they think that would be fair to, say, marginalize people when all this does is further marginalize people. It further makes their life definitely, yep. definitely impossible to achieve. Yep. But then what's the next step that we're all equal and now we start building up again? The next step is we meet in the town square with our robes and, and dust it off with brooms. I've been saying it's a joke <laughs> right. for 20 years. Right, and yeah. uh, you briefly mentioned Matthew Horseback. Well, that's already in effect with that new code I mentioned, the new highway code where automobiles and trucks and, and the like have to yield to horse, horseback, bicycles, and pedestrian. Where and horses those... are far less hygienic than cars. Well, not to mention we don't have enough horses. There's horse apples everywhere. Yep. Can you imagine? Well, well, this is going to be fun. You'll be long gone, and we'll have to go through all this. <laughs> I'll be long gone, but I, uh, I really, really feel terrible for the kids of the kids I used to have. Yeah, they're not going to know mm-hmm. any. Of them. I, I don't even know what to say, people. Uh, I'm going to follow this, though. I want to know if the people of Oxfordshire County are doing anything about this. Or just taking it. Yeah. Apparently, they had a meeting with the city councilors, and uh, it got a little rowdy. Yeah. Oh, uh, they, you don't say. They ended up throwing a few people out of the meeting, uh, but basically just said, we don't care. We're going ahead with this anyway. Oh, so it's yeah. no different there than it is here. Yeah. yeah. And, and I am reading some uh, opinion pieces, I guess you'd call them, uh, right. where, where people uh, in that area definitely are against it and uh, writing pieces about that. Uh, one like you might write, Joe, same kind of thing, seeing the mm-hmm. Oxford Mail and a couple other places. What is this called? What What is the general, what are we calling this? 15-minute uh, city, 15-minute city. city. The other thing, and Rook talked about this a bit, how to get goods to uh, 
uh, places, but mm-hmm. uh, apparently part of this is to isolate the the city centers or the downtown areas. Right. Well, won't those businesses all basically yep. go away because yep. you know they can't, you can't leave, though, John. You can't leave your fifteen minute section of town. So. Brooke is fifteen minute city in the same jurisdiction as Rib City. Is that <laughs> it is. The, that's where they invented it. Their neighbor city. city. Yes, exactly. and Mad City. Is Mad it Mad City? city? Yes. Yeah. Mad. Phil Larson emailed me some time ago, and I've been hanging on to his email. Could you send me the contact information for the magnet advertiser on your podcast? I am interested in learning more information about how they function. Thank you. Well, he's talking about gator magnets, and I have nothing but good news. You can go online to homedepot.com right now and order them. And next week, Gator Magnets will be in a thousand stores nationwide. A product that made its debut here on Garage Logic. Gator hooks are a storage solution, the likes of which you've never seen. Uh, they're hooks that stick to any metal surface in your garage and you hang stuff because the whole key to storage is getting stuff off the floor. That's right. But the beauty of these is you just move them around until you have a perfect setup. Absolutely a perfect setup. They're movable hooks with a patented magnetic technology that holds up to 25 pounds onto any thin surface. Then you flip a little lever and the magnet comes out because you can't pull it off with your hand. It's custom. It's too strong. They're amazing. They're ingenious. They were invented by GLers. And if you haven't gotten a set of gator hooks, uh, email or fill. Uh, here's your chance just in time for Christmas. HomeDepot.com. Get them shipped direct to your home or to your nearest Home Depot. Gator hooks from Gator Magnetics. They also have a website. You can find YouTube uh, descriptions and instruct. There, it's you don't even need an instruction. It's a magnet. Right. It's, it's you self- put it right there, and then you hang something on. Very it. functional. It's really cool. And uh, again, next week, oh, they'll be in over a thousand Home Depot stores throughout the United States, not just on the website, but actually in the stories stores and the Home Depot has set up a special Gator magnetics display in front of the store where you can see touch and buy Gator hooks, the greatest storage device ever invented Gator magnetics. It's so strong. The guy hung himself on the door out here. Right. I, uh, hey, Barney, what are you doing over there? Such, I, I sent Clarkson a, a, a tweet. Yeah. Hey, uh, any thoughts on the new 15-minute city? I'd love to hear him because he hasn't said anything publicly that I can find about it. Would he? Can oh, my God, yeah. Okay. He's, he's a columnist. and uh, well, he's gotcha. a car guy. Yeah, and a car guy. Yeah, and, and he's he's not afraid to say stuff. Yeah, but, and he'll say anything. That's why you don't put the question mark in the teleprompter. He'll read anything. That was on the other day, man. That's is Oxfordshire where Oxford is? Uh, I'm assuming I've got it up the map up, but it's not tell, telling me counties. But we've gotten to the point, and we're seeing it here, we're seeing it in this country, where the concerns of the people are not taken into consideration. No. The, the, we're, we're being governed uh, increasingly by well, the likes of our streets, Minneapolis. What John read was shocking. Mm-hmm. They actually said out loud, we don't care. We're doing it. Yeah. 
Oxford, Joe, is the only city in Oxfordshire, and it's the home of the University of Oxford. Okay. What's their mascot? An ox. <laughs> Got it. An ox. Funny how that worked out. Uh, Joe, speaking of hanging yourself, I finally started Man Called Ovi. Oh, yeah. I'm about 130 pages in. Fun, isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, this this inevitably uh, creates imagery that I think would be true of, you'll have to have sentries at these checkpoints. Oh, yeah, and it's going to be neighbors turning in neighbors. Yeah, you, you can't, um, you, there'll be a, what do you call those things that go up and down? Uh, uh, like a railroad thing. What do you call those? Stop arms. Stop arms. Stop arms. They'll have to have stop arms. There'll be a little booth. Where the where the guard sits, like going to visit somebody in Florida in a gated community. <laughs> Only this ain't a gated community. This is a guy that's gonna come out and say, "You can't leave." <laughs> Unreal. I, I would just sit in my it. driveway and let my car idle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm ready. If look you... up C40, John. C40. Not local plan 2040. We have 2040 plan in Minneapolis. Look up C40. Those are the mayors of presumably 40. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Minneapolis, you'll discover, is included. Global network of mayors taking urgent action to confront the climate crisis, create a future where everyone can thrive. Oh, you know we're in it. Uh, doesn't look like it. There's, it's mostly, well, not mostly, but only a few U.S. cities. The rest is Europe, Africa. Central East but Asia. They have a different idea of what thrive means. Yes. Their idea of thrive does not encompass personal freedom, which is real thriving. Yeah, we don't have a lot. And we've got uh, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, LA, Phoenix, according to the map, Chicago, yeah, Philadelphia, Ronald, San Francisco, Seattle, Washington, D.C., Austin, Waterville. Waterville. There's there's Miami. Oh, my. New Orleans. New Orleans. So it says New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, speaking of New Orleans, Chris Buxton was tweeting about that football game. The thing you oh, were wondering about. that's right. About. He's a Tampa fan. Yeah. What a tease. Did, did, did Brady, uh, did, was, I missed it. Was there a pass interference call that resulted in the first touchdown he threw? No, it was How'd a they holding get call. The, oh. The whole the refs are ruining that game. I could not agree with you more. It's it's is it tedious? Is that the word? They're officious. Officious. Deb described it uh, akin to what has happened in F one, where the stewards have ruined the race. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we got to tell people not to go in the sewer system now. What did you see that story? No, no. Star Tribune. Because I only saw it because one of the accounts that Kenny never wants me to mention on the show posted the mugshots of 10 people that were found wandering the sewer systems of the Twin Cities. Wandering. Really? It, that makes it sound like they're lost. I don't see anything Mary like Devine that. lives in a beautiful uh, neighborhood. She lives in Crocus Hill on Fairmont. And she left her house one day and she got to the bottom, which would have been bottom of a little hill, which would have been Fairmont and I don't know, probably St. Albans. And she watched as the manhole cover popped up. Shut up. And a kid crawled out. 
Like a 20-year-old? Wow. Yeah, and she started grilling him, and the kid said, yeah, I can walk anywhere you want in this city underground. Wow. So this is a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Go get an effing job. Yeah, it's more fun to be in the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> more fun to be in the sewer. Wow. You know what? This is why. <laughs> what was that old hour uh, program in the 80s with oh, the, boy. the, the uh, guy? 34, boys. <laughs> We were way behind I know, but... with the guy that lived in the sewer, Rook. It would have been a show you and the wife watched. It. Wasn't that the movie It? No, he looked like a lion or a monster. Oh, or... Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. He comes from a secret place. Yeah. The sewer? Yeah. Yeah. You and the wife watched that, that one. That was Linda, he, whatever her name was. In the and movie. he went on to star in that biker uh, series. It was Ron Perlman, wasn't it? The Ron Beast? Perlman, yes. Ron Perlman. 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 Yep. Yeah. Perlman. Yep. Sons of Anarchy, wasn't he in that? Yep, that's the, that's the show. Linda Hamilton was the woman. Linda Hamilton. Wow. Huh. Let's go. It's a pretty good cast. Beauty and the Beast. No. Okay. Does Kenny got something? He sure does. Let's go. Rolling. Yeah. Give me a second here. Okay. Truth, justice, and the That was the second. It yeah, was. 1,000. <laughs> Christmas countdown deals. The countdown to Christmas has begun, and that means Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe is Giving the gift of savings to yellers, we can save 10% in-store and website-wide through the end of December on all Liberty Saves. Pop on to uh, maplegrovelockandsafe.com to see the entire Liberty lineup. You already know the basics. They're made in the U.S. Liberty Saves, they've got the transferable lifetime warranties, the best fire protection in the business. And Rich offers professional delivery and installation, which as uh, adults we're obligated to do. Uh, but again, it's all December, 10% off the entire Liberty Safe lineup uh, in store and on the website, Maple Grove Lock and Safe at 6901 East Fish Lake Road and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. We're headed towards Mad Max, aren't we? I know, I forgot, Chris. Yep. We're headed towards <laughs> Mad Max. Yeah, that's, a, that's not a bad description. You're right. Where gas is a commodity, but they don't want gas to be the commodity. Was he in an AMC? What was he in? I don't was, know badass car but we were talking to john during the break and he i said look up c40 that's the group of 40 mayors and there are a number of u.s cities that have signed on minneapolis uh unbelievably enough is not among them i would say yet and what their their theme seems to be we want to create a world where everyone can thrive well, well, no, they don't. What they're advocating then is a form of collectivism that would deprive you of thriving. It would deprive you of the means of thriving, which is your individual liberties, your freedom of movement, uh, your entrepreneurial spirit, whatever, whatever would result in the act of thriving. So the concept of thriving I guess you could say I, I struggle to understand the madness that is happening to us, but the uh, the act of thriving is what seems to be under attack or wishes to be reshaped. That thriving can only mean collectivism because then no one's left out. Hmm. And, and yet I can't assign altruism to these people. They don't strike me as good people. They're, they're evil people as far as I'm concerned. Right. Well, They're evil people. They're the not evil, good people. The evils of capitalism is being taught in schools in the in the failed academy. Yeah, witness the sixteen nineteen project that we've been talking about off the air, which I has mean, been disproven. By the way, her whole thesis is wrong. Right, but but the general theme there is capitalism is evil and right. based on racism. 
but it's 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 lifted. It's the only system that's lifted people out of poverty. There there is no other system that's worked to lift people out of poverty. None. Right. That's so. These are evil people. They they would they would chain you into poverty and keep you there. And if you're not in poverty now, they would make sure that you will be. Mm. Reminds me of socialism, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, by the way, it's the uh, Falcon, GT Falcon muscle car, the last of the V8 interceptors. That's the Mad Max car. Who made that? Ford. Ford? Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, it's not happening today in the Twin Cities. but uh, Or is it? <laughs> no, I, I would argue uh, Chris's point. With our our streets or whatever they call themselves. Well, they they're they're bent on making this happen. They have nothing else to do, and it must irritate the hell out of them that other people have money and actually work. How dare they! <laughs> <laughs> I spent a considerable amount of time, and I did not want to, on a Disney ride. Oh, a Disney, you went to Disney? Disney World ride. Submarine thing. 20,000 leagues under the sea that you freaked out on? Get Buckle me up, out! <laughs> Not underwater. Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. A Splash Mountain has now been deemed racist by Disney. And I, I really wanted to know why. So I had to do some reading. It will reopen in late 2024 as Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Uh, a whimsical attraction inspired by the princess and the frog. Apparently, Splash Mountain had its origins in the Disney film Song of the South, uh, which is now thought to be stereotypical and racist. And uh, and so this ride, by extension, uh, it has been determined. It's a log flume ride. I've been on it. I, I if I have, it's very I, similar to the flume ride at Valley Fair. If I have, I've I've gratefully forgotten it. Uh, Splash Mountain is a log flume. It's at Disneyland, Tokyo, uh, Magic Kingdom, based on the animated sequences of the 1946 Disney film Song of the South, uh, which, if I've seen it, I don't remember it. Uh, although there are variations in the story and features between the three locations, each installation begins with a peaceful outdoor float through that leads to indoor dark ride segments with a climactic steep drop into a briar patch. Oh, is Song of the South where Br'er Rabbit says, please don't throw don't me in the, the briar, briar patch? patch? I'll look mm. and see. Followed by an indoor finale uh, in June of 2020, it was announced that the U.S. versions of the ride would be receiving a new theme based on Disney's 2009 film, The Princess and the Frog. The new ride will be Tiana's Bayou Adventure, uh, and I think that will be Disney's first black princess, which is great. The plot behind Splash Mountain is a composite of several Uncle Remus stories. The different versions of Splash Mountain feature similar stories, albeit with small differences. Each ride presents scenes taken from animated animated segments of the film Song of the South, telling the story of Br'er Rabbit, the protagonist, a mischievous character who leaves his home in search of adventure. Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear 
The antagonists of the story are determined to catch him, but are reportedly tricked into letting him free. The sharp-witted Br'er Rabbit avoids a snare trap, as described in Br'er Rabbit Earns a Dollar a Minute, and uses it to trap the Br'er Bear instead. Br'er Rabbit continues on his journey to find his laughing place. Out of curiosity, his foes follow, but only for Br'er. These, these Disney guys were so high in the 40s, I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, but only for Br'er Rabbit to lead them into a cavern of bees. So far, I'm struggling to understand the racism. It's the way black people were depicted. Oh. Br'er Fox eventually catches Br'er Rabbit in a beehive and threatens to roast him. Br'er Rabbit uses reverse psychology on Br'er Fox, begging Fox not to throw him into the briar patch, as described in The Tar Baby. I suppose we get to some racism there, okay. huh? As Br'er Fox then throws Br'er Rabbit into the briar patch, represented by the ride's flume drop. Br'er Rabbit escapes uninjured. The other animals rejoice to have Br'er Rabbit back home, while Br'er Fox and Br'er Br'er are last seen narrowly escaping the jaws of Br'er Gator. Okay. Not confused at all. I have an Uncle Remus book that I had as a child. Was Uncle Remus uh, an African-American? Yeah, he was an old guy, a worker on the plantation. It's set in the Reconstruction era after, era after the war. And a kid goes to visit the plantation and becomes... White kid? Um, I believe that's correct, but I don't know for sure. Uh, but he's delighted by these stories that Uncle Remus told about the Br'er uh, rabbit and fox, etc., etc. Well, could I get arrested for owning that book? I also have Mein Kampf. Well, it might be approved in your 15-minute zone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I also have two copies of the Warren Report, which I also believe to be... Uh, Non-fiction. Splash Mountain was originally conceived in the summer of 1983 by Imaginer Tony Baxter while stuck in rush hour traffic on his way to work. He wanted to attract guests to the often empty bear country land in Disneyland with the only attraction as the country bear jamboree, which has been closed, by the way, plus a souvenir shop, and make use of the audio animatronics figures from America Sings, which was also poorly attended. It was Dick Nunes, then president of Walt Disney Attractions, who insisted that the Imagineers create a log flume for Disneyland. But the Imagineers were initially unenthusiastic about it, feeling that log flumes were too ordinary a theme park attraction to include in a Disney park. While trying to solve the problems of including a log flume, bringing people into bear country and reusing the America Sing characters, Baxter thought of Song of the South, and then they developed the concept of Zippity-Dee River Run, which would incorporate scenes from Song of the South. The name was later changed to Splash Mountain after then-CEO Michael Eisner, isn't he just recently back? Michael Eisner's suggestion that the attraction be used to help market Walt Disney Studios' 1984 film Splash. Wasn't that, uh, uh, what's her name? Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah and yes. Tom Hanks was there was nothing racist about that was there? no we'll find something I'm sure John Candy the, wasn't in that the movie. character he figures from America Sings were used in many scenes 
though all of yeah. the Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, and Br'er Bear figures were specifically designed for Splash Mountain, and uh, that uh, and they've determined now that uh, it has to go because uh, apparently there are uh, aspects of a racial past connected to the Br'er Rabbit story. These folks read Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Next. Well, that's I, already banned in a lot of schools. Oh, speaking of banned, you cannot watch this movie anywhere. Tom the, Sawyer? Uh, no, um, uh, Song of the South. Of the South. It, it is not available. This is porn. Yeah. Rook, I apologize. John Candy wasn't the Yeah, he was the best friend. Sorry. Brother. A brother, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, drop the coins and then look under the gal skirts. Don't question Rook about John Don't Candy. Me. I stick with it. I couldn't pay. They printed my letter in Tempo's forum. You've never seen a real movie, have you? <laughs> yeah, Splash is a quality. Uh, Eugene Levy, Tom Hanks, John Candy, Daryl Hannah, star studded cast. And what's the premise that there's a mermaid? Uh, right. Yeah, he falls. When with Tom mermaid. Hanks is a young boy, he falls into the water and he sees a mermaid. He's rescued. <laughs> He, he, they work uh, at a produce, vegetable, and fruit, uh, and they're co-owners. Warehouse. The warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he is on a wedding, and he goes uh, on a boat and falls in the water and then sees her. She saves him. <laughs> and uh, boy, Eugene Levy is classic. Eugene also. Levy is a very funny guy. What a week I'm having! But everything is sorted out in the end. And I did not know that John Candy uh, knew Swedish, uh, knew how to speak uh, Swedish. Remember, that's how he got out. The song Zippity Doodah Mm -hmm. comes from that Uncle Remus. Zippity Doodah, Zippity A. Is that racist? Well, it it comes from a racist song, actually, yes. Those are terrible lyrics, aren't they? What a wonderful day. Yeah. Well, that's part of the problem with the movie. Apparently, uh, they they made Plantation Life look happy. And that's why some people were not happy. I'm sure, sure it wasn't. Yeah. But if Disney is going to go down this road, mm-hmm. you you won't be able to stop, though. Correct? Oh, uh, we've said that this, for yeah, since Lake Calhoun. You're never your task is never. But over. so renaming this ride, but Disney's just going to have to basically say, "Well, this is ride one." This oh, is they're ride going two. to Tina and the fruitcakes or whatever they are. The, uh, <laughs> Tina and the fruitcakes, kind of Polynesian. But thing. then at some point, someone will make the link, however long it's going to have to be. To say, well, that 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 also needs to go. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm going to give you the EcoFun update for November okay. and December. Forget <laughs> November. I'm going to give you the EcoFun update for December. All electric bikes, 200 bucks off. All scooters, 100 to 500 off. It's the winter sale plus free heated storage if needed. These are the lowest prices since before the dreadful COVID, which we now know is changing the world in more ways than we ever imagined. Over 100 youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock, ready to wrap up, place beneath the tree. Four-seat, 200cc electronic fuel-injected golf carts, 1000 bucks off. And a 4x4 full-size ATV with a 2,000-pound winch. So when you go up to the cabin and the tornado blew a tree across the driveway, boom, you got a winch. You pull it right out of the way. Also got a big uh, plow blade on it, too. A 0% interest financing for one year on all products in stock. And they got great apparel, great helmets, great service at two EcoFun Motorsports locations. 
in Forest Lake, that great store that opened this summer on 97, just west of 35, immediately west of 35 35. on Highway 97 and in Burnsville on the service road of Garage Logic Life near County Road 42 and 35W. It's ecofunmotorsports.com. Are we going to join here? Well, yes. it, it's good that um, Disney is doing this because I am unable to decide for myself what is good and what is evil. Right. The same with Birth of the Nation, uh, de- despite it pe- depicting a you know, somewhat uh, true story about a slave uh, uprising. I'm, I'm just unable to determine what Rook. is and what isn't. Can I? Birth, a, birth I, of a Nation I, is awful, man. I've only yes, seen sir. two the movies in depi- my life. The way yeah. they're depicted is I've just only seen awful. two movies in my yeah. life where the black lead is is good to a white person. The cliche in Hollywood is that a white liberal always is good to the black. Uh, I've seen two movies where that's not true. One's called Grand Canyon, and if you said the actor's name, I'd know it. Steve uh, Martin. Yeah. Huh? Is that Steve Martin. No, no, the black guy. He was the uh, he was in the uh, Mel Gibson detective movies. Oh, Oh. uh, um, Danny Glover. uh, Danny Danny Glover. Glover, I think is the lead in Grand Canyon. And then there was another movie about a a, a, an author who was black who befriends, you know, some white kid from the ghetto and turns him into an author. Uh, What the hell was the name of it? Uh, It was like a. Grand Canyon was 91. What about the Bruce Willis movie? Oh, Wasn't oh. Dan, Danny Glover in that too? I don't know. Uh, I can see the guy. I yeah. I, I... It tells him what BMW, the logo is. You right. know, it's an airplane propeller. Lethal weapon. But was usually Hollywood is just full of liberal cliches. Right. The white guy deigns to help the black guy. B is in B, S as in S. Give me a black guy who helps a white guy. Well, Two don't f- don't forget life. don't forget Sheriff Bart. Come on, and the Waco Kid. Come uh, on, Joe. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I tried watching a movie yesterday Sheriff called Bart Hollywood Waco Land. Kid. Yeah, Hollywood Land. It's about uh, George Reeves shooting himself. It's, yeah. a, it's an unwatchable movie. Then I Just won't a, watch it. Awful, awful. I movie. remember that one time when Rookie did Spiral Candles. You find it, Rook? Uh, it's too vague of a list. It's not the hell. Is it the season for candles? It's the season. Uh, it is. Are we going? Yes. But seriously, Suits, we need people like this to tell us what's right and wrong. That's because true. we we can't make, we, we just right. don't know. We right. just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I do know. I do know. I do, do you know? know that you are going to stop burning boring candles this candle season. I don't even know what candle season is. There is a candle season? There's a candle season. Todd told me there's it's a candle the season. It's the time of the season. Yeah. And if you want your candle to burn in a circular motion, then you must nope. go to spiralcandles.com. Nope. Spiralightcandles.com. <laughs> it is a legitimate business born in the garage of the Nelson family. And boy, are they making this bloom. It is exploding because people like to look at candles when they're burning in a spiral motion, a circular motion. Now, their selection, second to none. They're online at spiralightcandles.com. They have different sizes, they have different colors, and they have different scents. You can choose 
by going to spiralightcandles.com. If you're looking for a special garage logician candle, ask about the cylinder index candle when you go online. Yeah, you can find that online. You can also find the mini donuts candle. It's fabulous, as well as the brandy old-fashioned. It makes you just want to jump and just scream with joy, doesn't it, Joe? <laughs> yes. Scream with joy. Yes. Candles ah. that aren't boring. <laughs> Spiralightcandles.com this candle season. Let them know that you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. Order right now. Word it. I didn't know there was a candle season. It's the candle, candle season. All right, Who is Johnny. That? That's please. not mamas and papas, is it? No. It's, the oh, it's the zombies. zombies. Jeez. Right, right. Candy, I'm coming through and slapping you for that one. Sorry. Mamas. Well, I went down a rabbit hole last night, and and part of that was ma a mama cast. Thing. I spent a fair amount of CCR time over the weekend, thanks to you guys. Is this uh, my segment? Is this yeah, my John? Mine? I tried traveling ban this morning. Uh, nope, nope, can't do it. Too fast. It's too fast. fast. Oh, playing it. You what was punk? your? You tried punk playing on. Joe, what was your point Fighting of contention Forrester. with CCR? Why didn't? What did? What did you not like about them? He doesn't. He doesn't like rock and roll. So I like. <laughs> yes, I remember yeah, who it was now. Isn't that just Americana? Uh, yeah. Yes, Joe, I remember who it was now. Born on the Bayou is one of my favorite songs. It's very swampy. Very swampy. Uh, so are rooks on Drums. Rolling up the backwoods bay. Why would you have a B in Oklahoma? <laughs> of course, I remember. Hell is wrong with you. So that so John and his brother don't like each other. That's the bit, Johnny. Well, they hated each other. Yeah. Maybe they're back together now. No, they're no. The brother's dead. Oh, brother oh, died of cancer, and they never reconciled. You're kidding me. That's not nope. a good way to go through. What about life. Ray Davies and uh, his brother Cliff? Oh, they get along fine. In fact, Cliff. I saw a thing about two months ago. They were having a beer together. Hmm. Somebody took their picture, and they both raised their beers and smiled Wouldn't at the you camera. you think if your brother's dying of cancer, you might want to bury the hatchet? I mean, yeah. Well, on who your brother is, I guess. I'll take Let It Snow for four hundred. That's I the actor just in the movie. Rook. What Sean Connery. Rook. Yeah. I found the movie. I've been trying oh, to tell you for five oh, minutes for Christ's sake. What's the name of the movie? I was wondering what you were doing, was, Rook. Finding Forrester. You're right. Who was the white kid in the movie? I know it was Sean Connery, and then the black kid was. Uh, oh, then I'm wrong. Sean Connery. No, he, he mentors that, a young black nice. kid. Right. Yeah, Joe, meant, I was Joe meant it the other way. The yeah. black guy mentors a white kid. Oh. Yeah, I'm screwed backwards. up. We that's have a, in our long. home. We have a decoration with the boys' footprints when they were little. Oh, that's and they so turned it into well. mice, and it says, "Let it snow, let it snow, ah, let I'll it take... snow." Let it snow. <laughs> that's all I think of <laughs> every time I see it. That would, be, that would be "Let it snow." <laughs> <laughs> no, when you go to France, I know. I, I don't know who Henry Jane is. Says, just why, know. She says, "Why? Why does that make you laugh?" And I can't. I don't have the heart to tell her. No. <laughs> hey, are we ready? Yeah. Johnny's got the river town here. Oh, it's hey. right. There. I got to get a guitar too. Oh, oh my gosh. I can't handle the pressure. Tough. Got to put news oh. up. I should get paid extra. 
<laughs> Take it up with management. Yeah, that, that always works. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Before I introduce John, let me say that I, I blew it. The wow. uh, I said I knew two movies where the black guy mentors the white guy for a change as okay. opposed to liberal Hollywood. And uh, Finding Forrester uh, was the one I was thinking of, and I was wrong. It's Sean Connery as a white guy who mentors the black kid. That's a cliche. Uh, so I, I, the only one right. I can think of is Grand Canyon. There is one you missed. The great 1992 film, White Men Can't Jump. Yeah, right. Wesley Woody. Snipes takes, takes uh, Woody Harrelson yes. under his wing, and then they win the money back that he owes. Okay. And and, right. well, and Black Bart rehabs the Waco kid in Blazing Black, Saddles. Black Bart, yeah. So Here's he, John Hyde's going to sing uh, play for us today too. Well, yeah, but before I do, playing newsman, I am. Uh, before I do that though, I want to tell you about the Rivertown Medical Center. They are located in Stillwater, and they can help you out if you are suffering from peripheral neuropathy. That's uh, you get pain, numbness, tingling in your hands and feet. That can be a problem, and your doctor probably has told you, you just got to live with it or prescribe some stuff that don't provide much uh, much relief. Well, Dr. Larson, Dr. Dan, and Rivertown Medical Center can help you out. Neuropathy caused by damage to the nerves, caused by a lack of blood flow that causes the nerves to begin to die off. The regenerative medicine and regenerative cell therapy they use can provide a relief from neuropathy as long as you haven't sustained 85% nerve damage. Now, you can get a free neuropathy scan and go to a free seminar this Saturday. 10 in the morning at the Holiday Inn Express at 5653 Bishop Avenue in Invergrove Heights. And just call 651-661-4311. Leave your name and cell number. You'll automatically get a text reservation for the seminar. Let Rivertown Medical Center's responsible pain management help you fight the pain and suffering caused by peripheral neuropathy, a peripheral, peripheral neuropathy. I'll get it third time. Free seminar this Saturday, Holiday Inn Express at 5653 Bishop Avenue in Invergrove Heights. A free neuropathy scan and info how to fight the pain of neuropathy, 651-661-4311. Just leave your name and your cell number. Uh, I do have a song. Yeah. Uh, I must, I got to credit Bert with this. Uh, John, I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago, uh, things weren't going bad or weren't going well in the news and you said... Boy, I'd really like to be in Pumalanga myself. Yeah, remember that? You'd say that, yeah. So Bert said, "Joe, you, or John, you should write that song." Right. So I did. I is this a new guitar? Uh, no, God, no. This is an old beat up. I got this from. Jeez, excuse me. Webs, oh, our engineer. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's, this was Webs, and uh, he didn't want it. All Just right. gave it to me. All right. Really nice guy that he is. Yeah. A wonderful acoustic. Can you hear it? Okay. Yeah. What? All right, I'll do the play song. the damn song. Play the song, boys. Excuse me, I just had to clear my throat there. What okay. that? Play the song. What that guy <laughs> saying on uh, Sesame to... Street? Uh, or, uh, uh, peanut butter no, no, sandwiches. no. The guy who said, uh, <laughs> Ted, you were doing it with uh, Frank. Eight, nine, ten. Play the damn song. Oh, I mean, that's, uh, that's Morgan Freeman. Play the damn song, Sonny! Sing the damn song! I don't think they were swearing on uh, Sesame Street. No, it was. Uh, uh, he's, he's recalling Morgan Freeman from the time on Electric Company. Uh, he was oh. an easy reader, not. Play the song! That was from. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys done? Joe, 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 Joe,
All right, I'm going to play the song. You know me. Jeez. No wonder I never do any songs. I'd rather be an Impumalonga. Every day the feelings just get stronger. They got waterfalls and wetlands and forests. No political speeches to bore us. I could stay with the traveling linemen. Never have to say goodbye then. <laughs> a little bit of a stretch on the okay. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's full of flora and fauna. I could take walks every day if I want to. <laughs> now, here's the chorus. The chorus is, is meant to sound like, remember the band America? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's going to sound like America, okay? Yeah. In Pumalanga's the place to be. Lots of things for us to see. I'll send notes to you, my favorite podcast, for as long as this trip might last. <laughs> so put me on a plane heading south. I promise I'll just shut my mouth. I'll just sit in the sun most every day. I won't hear a word folks like Trump or Biden say. Yeah. And Pumalanka's the place to be. And then if it's an America song all the way out, you have to go, ooh, ooh, la, 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 ooh. Okay, thank you. That's <laughs> wonderful. Sure that he appreciated that. No, I uh, did. It was wonderful. John? That was, uh, so Joe, uh, that's your Pumalanka song. Just, thank you. Just strumming a chord on that guitar reminds me of America. For some reason, yeah, that's, that's, true. that's an America-sounding... Uh, America uh, America loved major sevens. Oh, yeah. Or... Love not, not that's half the America catalog. Venture Highway. Venture Highway. In the sunshine. we got Rook singing a lot this segment, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> In the news. news Rook. We do news here now, I think. We're only uh, seconds away from Such walking out on his own program. Minnesota's latest budget and economic forecast announced this morning showed a $17.6 billion, that's with a B, dollar, a dollar surplus for the state. Tuesday's projection is, well, almost double from the forecast $9.25 billion surplus back in February. However, uh, it uh, should be noted the forecasts don't take into account the impact of inflation. After a deal for how to use some of the massive projected surplus fell apart at the end of this year's legislative session, and the DFL now set to control both chambers of the Minnesota, uh, Minnesota legislature and the governor's office, Governor Walls and DFL leaders will have greater say over how the potentially uh, how the potent, how it's potentially used. In the past, Walls has said he supported sending checks to each taxpayer, while no. Republicans had pushed for permanent tax cuts. Tax cuts. We are taxed tax too cuts. heavily. Yes. One of our moles sent in a message to me. One party in control of $17.6 in surplus. Challenge for the DFL. What crazy ideas will they not? That's right. This uh, is a dangerous now. situation. If they, if they throw 20 against the wall, you know, even if five of them stick, it could get a little little weird because what that does is create in perpetuity the need for that five billion yep tom hauser is covering the uh <clears throat> anyway he's covering the this event johnny 
Governor Walls has just said that he will likely start with the same $1,000 check per individual. This is pathetic. $2,000 check per family proposal that he made last year. You idiots voted him in again. Income limits hey, need to be negotiated. Hey, hey, hey that's huh. fun money. That's no, fun money, Such. Yeah, it is. I want my taxes lowered. <laughs> Good one. Good one, man. <laughs> and and a comedy show. Governor Walls also says that he still favors reducing Social Security income tax for That'd many nice. more Minnesotans, but seems to hedge a bit on eliminating for the wealthiest Minnesotans. He says he agreed to it last May in a deal rejected by Senate Republicans, but now it's open to renegotiation. Hmm. That courtesy of Mr. Hauser of Channel 5. A handful of hospital systems say they've reached a tentative deal with members of the Minnesota Nurses Association, representatives from Alina Health, Children's Minnesota, Essentia Health, and St. Luke's Hospital say they've reached tentative contract agreements with the union, averting a strike scheduled to begin next weekend at their hospitals. If all these agreements go through, the nurse strike would still include nurses at M Health Fairview, Health Partners, and North Memorial, unless additional hospital systems reach agreements with the union. Major water main break, a break affecting residents and businesses in North Minneapolis. According to Casper Hill, a spokesman for the city, that break happened along 2nd Street North, somewhere between 26th and Lowry. Residents were asked to avoid driving and walking in the area. Did you see some of this video? Yes. Like a river uh, was flowing through the city. River there. runs through it. Exactly. That's it. The city said in a tweet, the water outside the immediate area is safe to drink and cook with. Uh, the city said some people may have yellow, brown, or rust-colored water, but added the water is safe to drink, cook, wash with, and use. However, city officials say you, up for you. Yep. So you can check water by running the cold water tap found at the lowest point in your home for two to three minutes each time. That movie made fly fishing impossible in this state. All these worm-drowning ass wipes uh, would be flogging <laughs> okay. up and down. Hell of a book, though. Wow. Yeah. Well, good movie, too. Yeah. Star Tribune reporting Scott County officials are thinking about revoking the Minnesota Renaissance Festival's permit to operate after roads leading to the Shakopee site were clogged for miles this fall, causing headaches for fair visitors along with local residents and businesses. County staff allege that Mid-America Festivals, which runs the Renaissance Festival, knew there'd be less parking in 2022, but didn't tell county officials about it. Not informing the county of such a change to ops was a, one of several alleged permit violations by Mid-America. Visitors reported two-hour waits this year to get a parking spot at the Renaissance Festival. You know what that proves? People are really desperate for stuff to do. They're desperate to be it's insulted by amateurs. Turkey life. <laughs> Man alive. <laughs> The Mall of America in suburban Minneapolis said Monday it will toughen its trespassing policies as part of a settlement with the family of that boy who was severely injured when a man with a history of causing disturbances at the mall threw him from a third floor balcony. Additional details of the settlement were not released by the boy's family or the mall. The boy identified only as Landon was five when Emmanuel Aranda threw him nearly 40 feet to the ground. Aranda, who had been banned from the Bloomington Mall twice in previous years, told investigators when he went there looking for someone to kill after women rejected his advances. He pleaded guilty to attempted first-degree murder, was sentenced to 19 years in prison. The family alleged in a lawsuit found last year that mall security should have prevented Aranda from prowling around the building without an officer 
following him closely. I'm glad they won the suit, but how how would the officers, how were they to have known that he was a lunatic? Exactly. Well, he was banned twice. Yeah, he didn't know that. He had been trespassed from the mall twice already. I agree with everything that you guys are saying, but when I saw this story this morning, I thought, well, how was a a random mall security guard supposed to know which guy? It's the mall's fault. Put up security checkpoints. That place. I guess that was the point of the lawsuit. That place is a mass shooting waiting to happen. Nope, I agree with that. And they banned handguns in that place. I'm sorry, but that is a security nightmare there. I'm surprised something really bad hasn't happened. Well, let's and pray they are ab- doesn't. They are absolutely at fault. If you're going to ban somebody, put up checkpoints and Have check everybody. At the door or something. Well, absolutely. What happens, I'm sure, with security is their daily briefing in the morning. I'm sure they're, he's he's on the list. If he's been banned twice... They know to look for him. Is it just mall cops, or do we have Bloomington PD in there? There's a Bloomington PD there as well. Yeah, Bloomington PD should be at every entrance point. And no mall cops here. Let's get the real guys in there. No Paul Blarts? The polls are open in Georgia. They're deciding today whether Senator Ralph Warnock, the Democratic incumbent, or Herschel Walker, the retired football star nominated by Republicans, will represent them in the Senate next year. It's the wrap-up of an intense month-long runoff contest in which Democrats spent nearly twice as much as the GOP candidate. Neither candidate received 50% back in November in the general election, signaling the runoff vote. In that vote, Warnock received 49.4%, Walker 485 The runoff set new records for early voting. Almost 2 million Georgians voted early, according to the Office of Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, breaking two single-day records in about a week. You have a question, John. Yes, sir. The runoff was triggered by the uh, close election. Correct. What if this is close? Uh, I think at this... At this That's point, I just believe down. the winner wins, right? Oh, I, I think, you know, I, I, I don't quote me on that, but yeah. I'm, I guess I just assume that, which I shouldn't. What do if it's perhaps. one vote? Well, then they have a recount, I'm sure. But you know how Royce likes there. to say vote early, vote off. And do you think he silently moved down to Georgia really quick to go vote for his guy, Herschel? <laughs> yes. Okay. His team. <laughs> if we take a picture of him uh, with that again, we'll, perhaps we'll get some comments who take it very seriously for yeah. people. Yeah. Top House and Senate leaders today presenting law enforcement who defended the U.S. Capitol on January 6th with congressional gold medals, awarding them Congress's highest honor to recognize the hundreds of officers who were at the Capitol January 6th. The medals will be placed in four locations, U.S. Capitol Police Headquarters, the Metropolitan Police Department, the Capitol, and the Smithsonian Institution. Dozens of officers who fought off the riders sustained serious injuries as the mob pushed past them into the Capitol. Police were beaten with American flags and their own guns dragged down stairs sprayed with chemicals and trampled and crushed by the crowd uh, by the crowd several officers suffered physical wounds including brain injuries and other lifelong effects four officers who testified at a house hearing last year spoke openly about the lasting mental and physical scars and some detailed near-death experiences metropolitan police officer daniel hedges described foaming at the mouth bleeding and screaming as the rioters tried to gouge out uh, gouge out his eyes and crush him between two heavy doors. Metropolitan Police Officer Michael Fanone, who rushed to the scene, said he was grabbed, beaten, tased, all while being called the traitor to the country. Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn said a large group of people shouted the N-word at him as he was trying to keep them from breaching the House chamber. Capitol Police Officer Howard Liebengood's family should be millionaires. 
He's the guy that killed himself a few days after. Right after. Yep, yep. They need a they need a paycheck. A couple of entertainment deaths. Actress Kirstie Alley, two-time Emmy winner, who rose to fame with her role as Rebecca Howe in Cheers, died of cancer. She was 71. It was confirmed through her social media presence, which shared a statement from her kids. Alley was born in Wichita, Kansas in 1951, moved to L.A. in 1980, where she was an interior designer. She was already a member of the Church of Scientology and sought treatment for a cocaine addiction through its programs. She credited that with her sobriety. 1982, she began her film career in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and she soon followed that with Blind Date and the 1985 miniseries North and South. It was in the year 1985, or 1987, excuse me, when Allie replaced Shelley Long on NBC's Cheers, which was among the top comedies in television. In 1991, she won the lead actress Emmy for that role. She won another Emmy in 1994 for the television movie David's Mother, in which she played the parent of a teenager with autism. Do so we, do we pick either Kirsty or Shelley on on Cheers? Like we, do I, with, I was uh, a Shelley guy myself, but that's just me. Um, like so is Twitter? I was a Kirsty guy. Yeah, is me too. Twitter celebrating uh, because she was in conservative, and all I, of Twitter I, hated her? Actually, I noticed the opposite, which surprised me. People were saying, "Well, I didn't agree with her politically, but she was brilliant and Cheers, that kind of thing." Yeah, Mo- that's what I saw mostly, anyway. Well, it didn't require Shakespearean talent to play a gar- girl at the bar. She was great on that show. I saw in one interview, she said for some of her jobs, she was picked because she has a voice like a trucker. Yeah. She was a big girl. She was a uh, a gal really? that was a larger tall. than most. You mean tall? She, she became oh, she, large. She well, constantly was fighting weight problems. Yeah, she oh, became large. large. I didn't, didn't realize that. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Good thing you pointed that out because, uh, man, good Lord almighty, I never would have known. It's, and, it's uh, good to call attention to people's weight. Virtually everybody you meet and see along life's highway. The other uh, remind I, I them. I think in this case, I think in this case, it's appropriate. Oh, yeah, just well, to, uh, remind she, them she, that they're they're not as uh, svelte and muscular as you are. No, but I she must made uh, a career out of it. Didn't yeah, she? I must exactly and say look how fat i am now tune in next week and i'll be thinner or whatever she did a movie about being large yeah okay kenny of... okay yeah. she did okay. two shows okay. about her weight kenny so yeah. i gotta be go with joe on this one yeah. sorry sorry but no i wasn't listening yeah. so, uh, i'm not oh, i'm too old actually to have uh, been in the uh, wheelhouse of sesame street but i know rook and reavers you guys both uh the, you know all these people i didn't know bob mcgrath the yes. actor who played the friendly neighbor, Bob Johnson. These are the people like a in, your neighborhood. Human in your neighborhood. Pardon me? Uh, he, was, of that. he was pretty cool, and uh, he deserved a medal for putting up with those rotten little bastards. Original cast member, if I'm not mistaken. Original yes. cast member yeah. of Sesame Street. Uh, he was 90 years old. McGrath appeared in the Sesame Street pilot in 1969. And then, get this, how's this for a gig? Worked 47 seasons on the show. Wow. Pretty good. Departing like the series yeah. in 2017, but uh, uh, even in his late 80s, still representing the show at various events in recent years. Again, hey, uh, McGrath was 90. Rook, uh, what was the deal with Snuffle Up, I guess? What, was that just Big Bird tripping? Was yeah. he into the shrooms? <laughs> that was Big Bird tripping because uh, he, he was never saw, he, he was never seen by anybody else. But Big Bird. But he lives in infamy because uh, these fake eyelashes that these gals are all wearing. Yeah. If they're too thick, they're called yeah. the snuffleupagus. Oh, because their eye their eyelashes are. Well, he was a what like a purple woolly mammoth or something, or was he brown? No, he was brown. Okay, he wow. Was... Well, here's some areas of culture that you're pretty good at. 
Um, yeah, I shine. Yeah. My you life, you have no one to tap into those. Right. My life's <laughs> inspiration to this very day, two people, Don Rickles and that mean little bastard that lived in the trash can. I love that guy. Oscar. Oscar, Oscar yeah, yeah. What a lovely guy he was. Yeah. Uh, Joe, you might be able to uh, relate to this story. Nearly 40 people had RSVP'd to Chelsea Banning's first official book signing at an Ohio bookstore on Saturday. Mm-hmm. She told the store owner to brace himself for a full crowd, but when the doors opened up for an event, two people showed up to yeah. get their book signed. Run the risk. Yeah. Huh? I don't know why you're trying to hurt me like that. Yeah, I, no, I just meant you're an author. So, you know, that's all Didn't I meant. We, have a, we had a show like that a year or so ago um, at the fair. It was a car show. Remember that? Sure. Yeah. About yeah. 10 yes. people in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys the ever was uh, when Ricey would do the afternoons and say, "Hey, uh, all you people here for the ride, don't!" Uh, and he would insult the ones that stayed after Garage Logic. That was always a treat at the uh, Minnesota State Fair. The uh, the best was when you work uh, in music radio. I'm sure everybody who's worked in music radio had these. You'd you'd go to a bar and you'd promo it all week, and you'd get to the bar and you'd meet about five people who said, gee, thanks for showing up. So this author didn't work out yeah, for. Well, it didn't, but here's the good, the, the, the fun part. Let's call it the fun part. Uh, Chelsea Banning was her name. She's the author of a novel of crowns and legends. The first book of a working trilogy that follows King Arthur's kids during a time of war. That's this is, fun. well, this is her first book ever. And she uh, put that, she was discouraged. She said, she put that on Twitter. Didn't think anything of it was going to take it off the next day, but then, uh, famous authors started answering her, basically saying the same things have happened to them. Uh-huh. You know, hold your head up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, uh, Neil- so this is the equivalent of the mom taking the picture of some kid's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese when he's sitting there by himself, basically begging for sympathy. That's yep. what this is. I, I think you're right. That's exactly what right. this is. Oh, you, oh, woe is are me. You- are you telling me you haven't been in this position where you've been hired to do an appearance? Sure, but I'm not going to broadcast it on social media looking for sympathy from other people. Oh, I would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Among the authors contacting her. Me, I just expect it when I do an appearance, I'll be honest. I, I did one in, uh, in the early days at Gander Mountain um, when I got back into radio, and the only person that showed up was a very elderly lady, and she said to me, Oh, you haven't missed a meal, have you? (laughs) The rest of them were going, hey, uh, where are the socks at, pal? Uh, I need some long johns. Uh, Among the authors who uh, got a hold of her on Twitter, Min Jin Lee, Margaret Atwood, Stephen King, Cheryl Strayed, Neil Gaiman, Robin Hobb, and Jody Picoult. Uh, Banning said uh, uh, she's looking forward now to her next book signing event, no matter how many people (laughs) show up. I, I kind of like that story. But, yeah. Why don't you give us that rundown of your stories that are left? And we'll uh, tell already, you wow! Already, well, it's been it's been a long newscast. Uh, <laughs> let's see, we have uh, uh, a stupid prank, a shopping prank. No, I, I didn't yeah. think it was much of a prank. At oh. a uh, store in Texas that's selling guns and flowers, and of course they they took a name that they shouldn't have, and they're getting sued by a certain rock band. Ah, those two detectives got that yeah, quick. Texas Guns and Roses is the name of the store, and, and the band said, Cease and desist, please. Yeah. And that's it. Those are my only two stories. Oh, well, two. that's fine. Thank you. Uh, don't let the courts get a hold of your property when you at last 
perish. And unfortunately, we're all going to. And you have stuff and you want your family to be able to handle that smoothly because you want it to stay out of the courts. That's where Eckberg Lammers comes in. They've been preparing estates and wills and settling family disputes for more than 70 years with their attorneys. And they can do this for you. And I would not wait. Uh, you can do it now. And then your family will be at peace knowing that when you leave this earth at the age of 122, you you've, you've done everything you can to leave everything mm -hmm. smooth because if you don't, the courts will decide for you. So there's taxes that come into play. And if you don't, they take everything. That's everything comes really? into play. And Eckberg Lammer specializes in this. They work with people like you and me on estate planning. Uh, and if you don't think you need it, think again and don't be put off by the word estate. We all have stuff and we're all going to die. And you want your family to have a smooth operation. And this is the way it can be done with an estate plan. Stay out of the courts. They'll do this for you. You're transferring some property within the family. That can often become difficult. It doesn't need to be. Eckberg Glamours can straighten it all out. Make an appointment. I wouldn't wait. Doesn't make any difference how old you are. Do it now. Make an appointment with Eckberg Glamours uh, at 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Glamours at eckberglamours.com slash will. Who is Part of the Will? Team. Which guy is Will? I want to talk to him about <laughs> getting a lamb. Harry had a little lamb. All the lamb people. Joe. Is there a religion that will cure cancer? One religion. It ain't Scientology. Well, <laughs> any religion. So uh, if you're going to bash, uh, bash. I'm not. Uh, I never really was prepared to say that I thought there was one. Right. Losing well, that was my point, my Joe. Religion. Is Scientology the same as Christian Science? Christian no. Science Monitor newspaper? What are, are they? Presbyterians are they? the same as Lutherans? Yeah, there's some, there's some kind of a little bit, yeah. but no, not totally. I don't know. What about my friends, the non-believers? I know, Chris, to answer that, no matter what you believe, don't go out of your way to make Jesus angry. Correct. Don't give him a reason. Right. Even if you don't believe, where, where is this coming from? This that's, odd that's term our, that's from our, my heart, Joe. Right, that's from our my heart. Do you inhale those cheap cigarettes or whatever they are? <laughs> Drugstore cigars. Do you swallow the saliva when you're <laughs> chewing on those cheap cigars? No, scared me. What did got I got really quiet, didn't it? <laughs> you and Dawn both jumped right into the gutter. I'm sorry. Yeah, he did. My apologies. Ken, I'm excited for Dawn. That's really cool. Good for her. I did not. Were they going to send out an email about that? Or She's nah. a rock star. Are there, is the short one and the tall one still together? Oh, yeah. yeah. I just talked to her on Friday. No. She actually asked how the podcast was going. I think the tall one wouldn't mind retiring. Can she afford to? She, she travels can. every other week. She can. Uh, Casey's got a nice pension. Oh, true. Somebody should tell this Jurassic guy to just put an email out when he's in there. <laughs> I, uh, I said that to him the yeah. other day, yeah. and he laughed. He thought that was pretty funny. He's awesome. He's in a charger now. 
he went from a Mustang to a, a Charger. He he likes hot rods. He's one of well, the best editors I've ever seen work before. Well, obviously he can't uh, figure out how to drive a car in the winter if he keeps buying that stuff. Oh, he just likes hot hot rods. Well, What's wrong drive with it that? In the summer. Well, maybe he should get an orange. Drive a real P- car in the winter. Yeah. An orange little POS like somebody. <laughs> else. I knew that was coming. Everybody rips that thing. It works just fine. Yeah, here comes the pumpkin, hey, the great we, pumpkin coming we, down West River Boulevard. The great pumpkin. Should we tell them who we were talking about that very vehicle with last week? Uh, no, let's. Okay. Let's well, who? I don't care. I'm offense proof. That's true. Who are you talking to? Frat came in, and Kenny and I were still sitting here BSing. Maybe John was here too. I can't remember. Yeah. And he said, "What in the hell is that car? I saw Joan take it off." <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he's in a parade later today. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's he he's driving? In a parade. Oh, he's got a Land Rover, I believe. Yeah, that's great. I want to go to Eden Prairie too and get lost every time it needs attention. What do you mean? There's only one Land Rover dealer in Eden Prairie. That's 15 minutes from. Oh, you can't find your way around. Hey, good that's luck, what uh, Vince didn't Vince bought buy his nanny a Land Rover? I don't know. Really? Wow. Not that we're aware of. Oh. All right. See you, Ruck. Good luck, bud. See you, Ruck. Um. Oh yeah. Speaking of Fred, I got to do Slush Buster. Slush Buster. Nope. Nope. Oh. You took looking at the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. (laughs) Just kill his mic right now. Right. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah. You've said it all about my clients. We already know. Oh, you're so sensitive. I am. I'm a very oh, sensitive uh, person. Hans, Hans email. He's a member of the town council. Since there are only two choices, this is talking about the runoff in Georgia. Since there are only two choices, unless they split exactly 50-50, one of the two will win. The reason for the runoff is that no candidate got more than 50% in the first go-round. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Hey, how are your stocks doing today, Mayor? Not too well. Yeah. Oh, just what was the thing that Josh you. said during his report that? But I'm so young, Kenny. I can I can just hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't that great? They always give you the same advice. Yeah. Just hold on. Just stick it. with it. You'll be It'll right. be okay. Yeah. I'll be yeah. waiting. Just keep going down. Just wait it down, out. Yeah. Down. Uh, I already decided I'm not going to have any money anyway, so I'm screwed. Yeah. I, I already don't have any. Yeah. Well, well, same with me, I guess. You know what, though? Uh, I've already spent. Just uh, keep working anyway. I spent uh, next week's paycheck. I mean, what the hell are you going to yeah. do? You sit at home. Are you talking to yourself? Yeah. Keep working. How Chris many ads are left? Chris just keeps rambling, but work. How hell? many ads are left? I got to sit at home and look outside. Um, oh. I'm going to. Holy do... shnikes. Speaking what, of money. That's not what I asked. How many are left? Uh, me. Just One. you. Yes. The Giants, $360 million offer to judge. How many years? That's a lot of money. 10 years? Here we they go. Think, now they think nine. Not only are you guys managers, yep. but you're also in the front office. No, I think they should give them as much as they want. It's like my brother says, I hope my team gives them all the money they need because it ain't my money. And he is a Giants fan, so have a beer. Don't cost nothing. Don't cost nothing. Okay, Joe. What? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Rolling. 
is a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Got an email from Jeff. He says, Reeves, normally I don't listen to anything you say on the Garage Logic podcast. It's pretty so smart. I'm talking at a normal speed. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Uh, Jeff says, Reavers, normally I listen. I don't listen to anything that you say on the podcast. However, thank you for the recommendation of the Slush Buster. Well, thank you, Jeff. Uh, he went to the, which Fredalonis did he go to? He didn't mention which store. He just said Fredalonis. Anyway, uh, the newest client here in the Garage Logic podcast is the Slush Buster. And it was invented by our, by, by our guy, Dave Pounds, right here in Burnsville, Minnesota. Dave's a car guy, and he got tired of all the corrosive slush that was rusting his cars and damaging his garage floor. And the broomstick and the old boot that was used to remove the slush, well, that just wasn't cutting it anymore. So, voila, here comes along the slush buster. It's assembled in Rogers, Minnesota. It's the only device on the market that is specially designed to remove that slush. And it's going to greatly reduce the slush that damages your vehicle and your garage floor. And that ice formation can cause slips and falls that can injure you and your family. And we know that you GLers want to take good care of your vehicles and your garage. And the slush buster is going to help out with both. So here's how you get one. It's available on Amazon, but it's also available at all 21 Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store locations. So you can find them also at the Wellna Ace Hardware in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. So make your purchase. And if you buy it online, say hi to Dave and tell him GL sent you their way. A couple of items for uh, Kenny. Good oh. afternoon, Mayor. I just read my Snowtech magazine, published oh, in Minnesota, cool. up by Kenny's neck of the woods. Formerly Race and Rally. Hands down the best sled rag on the planet. It has been since the 70s. And he says the state of New York, in their wisdom, has passed a law that requires off-road vehicles sold in New York to be zero emissions by 2035. Yes, this includes sleds, ATVs, and side-by-sides. I wonder if the DFL in this state have the... Balls to even take a sniff of this in Minnesota, home of Arctic Cat and Polaris, who employ thousands, not to mention the aftermarket and clothing gear people, resorts, etc. But then again, defending good businesses in this state is not something the DFL is good at or has any interest in doing. Their goal is complete government tit-sucking, pure and simple. Teat, I mean. It's teat. Right. Teat. Of course. Uh, and this is from Eric, a GL structural engineer. Such, I fired up a 76 Snowjet SST on Sunday. It was like a Pink Floyd concert in my <laughs> It was just awesome. Pretty smoky, too, I oh, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. I'm not sure the appropriate words to describe my response to the discussion of millennials not letting their children believe in Santa because they don't want to build their kids up on lies or instill fear in them of a mythical creature who judges their actions. In other words, I'm not sure she has the words to describe that. Let's just say that there's a lot of head shaking, head smacking and giggles. These people truly are unhinged. The husband and I are firm believers that in the, the handsome husband and I are firm believers that instilling the fear of displeasing Santa is a crucial tool in child rearing. Three of our four kids have made it to adulthood and are upstanding adult citizens. 
The baby is 16, but he's going to be there soon, and we have the full confidence that we he will also be an upstanding adult member of society. And do you know why we have the full confidence? Because of Santa. When little Johnny was two and a half years old, way back in 2008, we were all cocooned in a very crowded 4 p.m. mass on Christmas Eve. The older three, seven, six, and five at the time, were all very well behaved, knowing that there was the chance that Santa wouldn't come if they misbehaved in church. Johnny, though, well, Johnny was a rambunctious toddler, and he wouldn't sit still. He wouldn't behave and was just being naughty in general. I was very, I very discreetly whispered in his ear, Johnny, if you don't behave, Santa won't arrive. In his reply, the little miscreant screamed into the church. She said, Santa won't come. <laughs> we laughed and laughed. Suffice it to say the kid behaved the rest of mass and has pretty much never acted up in church again. My job was done. And if you think I was harsh, back in 1924, my Irish great-grandmother, uh, I mean Santa, gave my poor grandfather switches in his stocking because he was bad that year. I guess that was pre-depression answer to coal in your stocking. Still believing that Santa is essential for child behavior modification. Kate in East Union. P.S. Why is it little every little boy's name Johnny is naughty? Can you ask Mr. <laughs> please? Yeah, why is that, John? I was never naughty. Uh, we don't far as, know. Far as you know. And Joe down in Little Elm, Texas, who has the precocious kid who listens to Garage Logic, tell Kenny that the nine-year-old was not listening to the. Story. Right. Of course. Figured it out like crazy. Yeah. And only because they come to us all the way from the traveling linemen who are currently in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, find out why at worldwidewaftage.com. We got one lousy item today. That's it? On December what 6th? Date. On this day. Uh, 12-6. In 1815, abolitionist, feminist, and newspaper publisher Jane Gray Swisshelm was born near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She moved to Minnesota in 1857 and established the St. Cloud Visitor and later the St. Cloud Democrat. During the Civil War, she moved to Washington, D.C. and became a nurse. She died in 1884. Hmm. That's not much of a this day in history. It's a little weak. It's a that's, little a, weak. that's it. December 6th. The last home. 60 on the calendar. What if something <laughs> important happens today then, so that way next year... But don't we? We've got a big day coming up tomorrow. That'd and, be your Pearl Harbor day. And it, when did uh, when was Lenin uh, pushed out December of December? That'd be the eighth. The eighth. Okay. Yeah. Big week. December eighth, nineteen eighty, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Well, it's getting to be a long time ago. It really is. Well, how far long ago is that? That'd be 40, 42? 42. 42 years. Yeah. yeah. He signed the autograph for the guy, right? How far long ago yep. was that? How far long ago? English. I knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, GLers. Yes. How I'm going to go get some uh, town council membership certificates now and sign them. Uh, please forgive me. Are, are you going to give up after about six like you did yesterday? Gee whiz. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> I get, can't believe been right. Bob Dylan was caught signing his newest book with an automatic machine. A stamper. Yeah. Oh, a stamper. Golly. I should get a stamper. There you go. Yeah. One at a time. Yep. GLers, if you'd like to become of the... What? If you'd like to become part <laughs> of the garage... I should do this faster. That's why. 
If you'd like to become <laughs> part of the Garage Logic Town Council, just sign up. Ten bucks a month gets you all sorts of behind-the-scenes footage and uh, previous shows online at garagelogic.com. Daniel Craig was the worst James Bond. There oh, I loved him. Right there. Just dropped one. Big bomb. He was the best. He's awful. No, and he was in the best ever James Bond film. Took all the fun out of James uh, Bond. Just took all the fun out of it. The one with the Adele song? Is that the one that's your favorite? I'm trying to to think of it. too serious and angry. It was named after where he grew up. What was it called? Um, Oxfordshire. (laughs) Morrow never dies. No. It was the one where he lived, and they had to return to his country house at the end. Mr. No. It was the best because it it was the only one that's ever had a plot. Oh, speaking of Dr. Fever, there was a marathon on over the weekend. No way. Nothing done. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Did they play the real music? Yes. Yeah. They played all the music. It was awesome. What channel, Kenny? Eh, One of those free channels uh, that's uh, deep in the nine or deep in the five, one or the other. Nine dash six. Yeah, yeah. Something one like of those. those yeah. make yeah. money. Oh, well, they must advertise. Not, not a concern of me. I'm not a general manager. Nor they get a lot of those weird ads you see on <laughs> channels. So I'm sure they, they do all right. Those ads, you just have to run for the remote to hit yeah. the mute. Oh my God, they're so hi. Hard. This is Jimmy Walker for Social Security. <laughs> Call the number okay. on your screen. <laughs> And then they panned all the 90-year-olds. No, and then it's people missing their lower jaw and all sorts of other stuff. It's like, oh, my God, really? I'm at the other side of the shop, and I just got to run to the remote. I call to see if my doctor's in my plan. I I choked for 80 years. Now I don't have a face left. Okay, well, you should definitely go on TV. (laughs) Uh, you're oh, that's very mean yeah but funny very mean but funny go on tv what the hell's the name of that film oh for god's sake skyfall there we go yeah that is the adele song she sang the theme skyfall didn't uh i have a confession i haven't i haven't seen any of the daniel craig uh, i will take movie. fat kirsty over any other version of kirsty any day she was sex you know what she was she was a broad i love that woman you know she, she was, was a saucy broad she would tell it right to your face i had forgotten do you remember her comment when she won that first emmy she big was married brain on nope. that woman she, big brain she was married to parker stevenson and she said first i'd like to thank my husband for giving me the big one for the last eight years <laughs> that is so awesome <laughs> is so that cool. is fantastic <laughs> yep Oh. You could hang out with her. Yep. She was pretty uh, in Cheers. I know you like the big. You like the big curse. She was pretty at all stages, John. I agree. Pretty. Shelley Long was too much of a stick up her ass kind of a guy. Oxfordshire, well, England. Kind of, kind of the character Oxfordshire she played. Oxfordshire County, England. Punisher. Can you spell that for me, please? Oxford. Yep. Dash. No, one word, Oxford, S-H-I-R-E, Oxfordshire. Oxfordshire. County. County. 
in England in England has taken the first step yep. to banning the automobile. That can't happen here, can it? Yes. Don't we have enough sane people still left? Disney is going to replace Splash Mountain. Do I do the quotations around Splash Mountain? No. Okay. With a different theme because Splash Mountain is racist. <laughs> because. Boy, sometimes Super 70s just nails the 70s. Uh, John Height, the guitar-playing newsman, played the guitar. Oh, I've got to go down and take a picture. Nobody can upstage Tina Turner. Share. Hold my beer. Oh, that was a great one. I got the fat fingers today. Right. Okay, while we're talking, I'm going to sign certificates. Okay. Okay. I have to go get them. They're in the other room. That a boy. Oh, this needs to go there so I don't forget it. John, did you see the Padres news? No. They were going to give Trey Turner three hundred. Oh, I did see that, John. He turned it down. What the hell? Wouldn't you love to be a guy that can turn down $340 million guaranteed to, to live in San Diego? I, don't you? But, yeah, I don't know. The, I like wish the, I was the, smarter than the baseball owners. No, uh, I'm just, I'm I'm kind of, it was just interesting, Kenny. I was uh -huh. Same with the Verlander that's contract. That's interesting to me, too, because that's a lot of money. Yeah, but you're paying for Kate too. I'm okay yeah. with that. Well, and I do go with my brother again, who says, "Yeah, I don't care. It's not my money. <laughs> Spend all the money you can if you're my team owner." How are your Packers doing this year, John? They not suck. very good. They're awful. They got they're playing linebackers who are taxi squad guys. Basically, <laughs> their defense is not very good. They're also playing a quarterback that. Is a taxi squad guy. Well, he's he's got the broken thumb, and although he played well this past week, how deep into the playoffs are the uh, Vikings going to go? They'll lose their if they don't lose their first game, they'll lose their second game. It's just a enjoy the regular season. Have you been to any games this year? I almost went to the Detroit game in Week Four. Almost doesn't count. I know, because uh, the boys were still playing football, and it was the only day that week where we actually just got to stay home. When I was at the fan, uh, they invited me to run the the mic on the field. You know that parabolic yep. thing. Yep. I uh, I kindly turned them down. Why? No, it was a crossword puzzle on Sunday. I like to do. <laughs> Didn't they pay it extra to do that though? Because who the hell wants to run up and down the field with a microphone? Good point. Jesus. I'm the one that skipped uh, Mick Jagger's birth private birthday party. You think I'm going to run a mic at a Viking? <laughs> <laughs> Who did it instead then? Did Pops? I don't know. Because that was the first time they had the Vikings, right? Uh, Dan. Robothan? No. Who was the play-by-play -play guy? Dan. Dan Rowe. 
Dan Rowe, what yep. a great guy he was from Wisconsin. And I only met him one time. Nice fella. Did he do the games with Sensor back then? Yeah, and Joe. Joe. Joe Sensor. Oh, Joe Sensor. I'm just sorry. the yeah. world's nicest guy. What's he doing these days? Well, he just laid low when his wife went to prison. Uh, and that little guy worked for us. Who is that little guy on the Vikings? Uh, tiny little guy, shorter than me, super friendly. He played? Black guy. He worked for the fan. Darren Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also a very quality human being. Did they, did Huffman, was Huffman doing the games before he died? I don't know who that is. Dave Huffman. No idea. I don't know who that he is. He played for the Vikings. He was in a car accident. Oh, was he was 50. No, 51. I can't remember what number he was. He was on defense, right? Uh, I thought he was a lineman. Oh. But I, the only reason I know that is because when I worked at the fan, uh, they had his, his signed jersey next to the, what do you call it, the studio in Bloomington. I had a signed football from one of those chucklehead quarterbacks we had back then in the day. Such. Dave and, Huffman uh, was a lineman for the Vikings, right? Yeah. Died in we, a car uh, accident? In, instead of putting the football no on the shelf, we played catch with it until the guy's name wore off it. <laughs> and a boy. <laughs> yeah. Was it Salisbury? McMahon? Uh, it was during the McMahon era. And I hung out with McMahon in, in Tampa. He was a trip. Was he just bombed the whole time? No, basically? he was a player. No, I know that, but no, he. I, well, Morris used to, when Morris would well, come in and he would okay. tell the story of. Oh, he, so, he said this on the radio. Denny Green told him, uh, "Stay in tonight. No going out." So I went across the street to the, uh, you know, the club. Right. The whole team was there except <laughs> for that one gay dude, uh, who's also a cool guy. As were Tuala. Yeah, nice fella. Hoffman was an offensive lineman. That's what I thought. Notre Dame guy, right, Johnny? He passed away, huh? Yeah, he was in a he car He got accident. killed in a car crash while oh, on his way no. to the final Notre Dame home game oh. of the season in 1998. That was only in 98? I would have swore it was okay. Well, yeah, that, was, that makes sense. Did he play with that dummy uh, that used to work for ESPN at Notre Dame? Who's that big guy from uh, ESPN? You hung out with him fishing. Oh, Golick. Mike yeah. Golick. No, Did he play Mike's, with Golick? Mike's. Well, I don't think he's that old because uh, Hoffman played with Notre Dame 75 to 79. Yeah, Golick would have been younger than him. Golick always seemed like a guy that you could uh, you could throw a few back with. Yeah, he. I did that fantasy football thing with him and his kid, who's, who was a little bit younger than me, Mike Jr. They were both extremely cool guys. Yeah. Very laid back. Yeah. And basically treated as, because I think he was still doing the morning show with the other Mike. He was. And yeah. uh, he Mike said, and I don't know, I'll eventually get canned from this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's basically his <laughs> and attitude. He did. And he, he did. And he did. He yeah. was so much better than that little squirrely Mike, too. Right. Who is just nothing but a fanboy. Unlistenable. He's still doing radio, isn't he? The other one's Greenberg. Radio and TV. Yeah. I don't understand his career. No, thanks. Ryan Kelly. Who? Well, Who that? He dropped it. Town councilman. Right. What What Hi, number? Ryan. Is he uh, issued a number? We don't yeah, do they get numbers? Get a number. Oh. 
Here's uh, Steve Prinz. Here's today's sports update. And what was this? What was God, it? I apologize for this. Writing. You're only at like you're only at seven. Timothy McNamara. Hey, welcome to the club. Oh, sure. How you doing, Timothy? Timothy oh, McNamara. Yes, David Olson. Mike Zipko. Hey, Zip. <laughs> we know Mike. Super 70s two minutes ago. <laughs> What'd they have? Eric Geller. <laughs> it's a picture of Steinbrenner at BP. <laughs> Wait, did I you, gotta see it. Did you read it? Damn it. No, don't say anything again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't say anything. Jason <laughs> Coast. That's fantastic. God, that is spectacular <laughs> and accurate. Lee Shoemaker. And it could could that be more perfect for a guy that's just a complete asshole? He's he's gone, right? Yeah, he died. Tracy Straw. Wasn't he? Is he? Is his kid also viewed as as a jerk, John? Hell, I I don't not in the same way. I don't think. Okay, is he never, running the shop out there? Yeah. Luke yeah, Although Yankees fans now hate him because he gave Cashman three more years yesterday. <laughs> Amber Petrick. Cashman's a good GM. I know Yankees fans hate him. Hey, the lady that I promised a hat to. Yep. Yeah. You got to re-email me because I deleted the email. <laughs> And uh, I need to add. Go into your deleted files. Uh, I tried that, but there's too many. <laughs> Eric Steinbrenner. Huh? No, what? Eric Stein Graber. Grabber. Oh, does he, he have Tourette's? What's going on with him? Yeah, he's just randomly screaming. <laughs> out him. Michael Miller. Hey, Mike. Ooh, Joel Walmsley. She's the Mysterian who became a GLer. Oh, cool. What's her name? Joelle. Joelle. Welcome to the club, Joelle. Oh, look at that signature for, for Joelle. Look at that. Huh? Huh? Did you do one for my uh, gal, Angie, yet? Haven't seen it, Kenny. Tom Holter. Oh, that sounds good. familiar. That's Scott's brother. He came up and said hi when we were there. Yep. We were where? <clears throat> Tim uh, Johnson. Wisconsin. Gotcha. Some oh. of the best music I was ever turned on to was because of Scott Holter. He made Jeremiah the, Olson. He made the best mixtapes in the whole entire world. Martin Higgins. Is that Marty? Nice Who? talking to you. What now? Marty Higgins. <laughs> no, Marty Robbins. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso. Hey, did you go see Marty Stewart the other night? Oh, yeah. No, he's here in March. Oh. I just watched March. Marty Stewart. John, I just I'm watched him playing a Bonanza. And singing lyrics. I just it. read a long piece. We got a ride to pick a little fight, but ends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of got to go to that show. Oops. 
That was sour. Which show? There we go. We got to leave. You're such a creep. I know what you're doing. Who? Mark Ike. Joe thinks their version of whiskey in a jar is better than the original. I wasn't listening. I was playing Bonanza. <laughs> Sometimes he says stuff just to make us angry, John. Yeah. I, I, hear, I hear you do that to me sometimes, too. That's what they tell me. <laughs> I learned from the master. <laughs> Anthony Jones. Tony, how you doing? Oh, got a lot of Olson, Johnson, and Jones going on here. What the heck? Joey people. Johnson. My no, no way. Wow. What if these are all related? Of course. Back in the old country. An FBI forensic scientist could not discern this signature. What a bet. Matt <laughs> Martina. John? I'm sorry, Matt Mertens. Huh? Fred Astaire or Gene Kelly? Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly, very athletic, very, uh, yeah. And Fred Astaire, a little more dainty. Well, graceful. Very graceful. I like them both. Art Metcalf. But Gene Kelly was just athletic as hell, dancing. Boy, this sounds like a weird discussion, doesn't it? No, it's it's not at all. (laughs) Okay. Kevin Dunning. The thing I was mentioning earlier about people. Here we go. Do we need to wait? Sewer trespassers. Yeah. So there's a there's a photo from the, the account Kenny never wants me to mention on the show. There's Tony ten, Martin. Ten no people with their, their mugshot, and they're all being arrested for sewer trespassing. Who cares? But why is why is this something I need to care about? Well, I, I'm only asking because this is a I can find no outrage in this. I get that, but obviously this is a thing, and I'm wondering, well, why, other than boredom? Because these all look like Chris on their kids in their twenties. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, they need something to do. Chris, they may think uh, watching football is silly. See, I mean, it's their hobby. Yeah, but I'm not going to get arrested for watching football. Well, you should. Jerry Laplante. Did you guys see the video of the dude in Uptown clipping the? Uh, electric car charger copper that was pretty funny troy simon <laughs> <laughs> oh they're just getting worse this is like the day you read off all the and gave us the bios for the uh our streets guys jim becker <laughs> he's a liberal <laughs> <laughs> well i gotta start Matthew Havlick. I got to start yeah, uh, posting stuff because I got to do the show with Mike today. Yeah, and Kenny wanted to talk about some stuff, so you should probably turn off the thing. All right. Bye, Town Council. Bye, Town Council. Okay. Keith Okrant is getting an experiment. Keith Okrant. 